0: You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Abram Kipalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Well, this is On Principle Challenges in Jewish Education, and I'm back with my very dear friend, Rabbi Yitzchak Adlerstein. And Rabbi Yitzchak, I think you're still glowing, beaming from, a—I guess it was a, a historic uh, symposium that you moderated, uh, I had the source of watching, not live, but afterwards, a symposium on SNIUS that was generated by a book that is causing a lot of waves everywhere. Um, it's called Reclaiming Dignity. It's a book in English. Uh, it's it's it has two authors. Um, maybe one is is it Rachel Polyakov? Is Brocha who has assembled, uh, in the first part of the book, 26 essays on this topic in ways that are, are, are different and from very, uh, as you say, Baliashkovo men and women on this topic. And then a second part of the, uh, of the book is Hawachic. Would you say it's hawakic issues, questions? Uh, formulations. No, it's a, a lot of uh, analysis of everything that goes into Snias. In Yonamifzi is done by uh, Rabbi Anthony Manning, a very um, well-known lecturer and speaker. Uh, and this book, uh, I know it, you were excited by because you told me about it even before the symposium. Uh, this book breaks new ground, ground that you feel was necessary to be broken about what SNEAS should be and how we should understand it. And it was so important that in in Ramat Bechemish, which 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 number of Ramat Bechemish was it held in?
1: I don't know the, the one of the English speaking
0: ones. <laughs> so that might be Aleph. It was Aleph. A symposium was held uh, just about um, yeah, about ten days ago, and in that symposium, not only Rabbi Manning introduced it, but you were there along with two women and, a, and Rabbi Karlinsky from Chappelle's, and you engaged in the discussion of how we should see Tznius, how it should be understood today, uh, how important it is to talk about and to explain things in a in a fashion that doesn't turn people off so people understand what it is. And I, I said, okay, Rav Yitzhak, why don't we talk a little bit about your impressions? Uh, Once again, you can say over why you think the book is important. And we could talk a little bit about the symposium and whether maybe it's the beginning of other symposiums, perhaps um, not just in Ramat Pichemesh, but throughout the Orthodox Jewish world.
1: It wasn't so much of a symposium as a panel discussion. And if you, uh, if you think I'm beaming it, uh, it was only because I was a moderator and it was the first time in my life that anybody called me moderate. (laughs) Yes. It, It was definitely a rite of passage. If I am enthusiastic about anything, it is about it is about the book because I think it's going to be a big thizuk to lots of people, to both to both women and to their befuddled spouses, and even people sitting on the sidelines and trying to figure out things like why a a branch of Shufersal in uh, B'nai Brak today is in the news uh, because they uh, put stickers uh, or otherwise defaced all. Women's pictures on every product on the on the shelves attracted um, national attention. And uh, in my humble opinion, did not do a very good job of being Marbex Low Shemayan.
0: That type of extreme, which we, of course, are very familiar with, the, uh, the idea of screaming at the top of your lungs, and other things like that, and uh, really things that happened in Ramat Beit Shemesh and Beit Shemesh over the years, um, really call for uh, some sort of pullback, right? there are people well, who
1: if if they were just done by extremists by 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 the by the real crazies, then there'd be no need for it. Everybody understands it.
0: Every community
1: has its extremists, and sometimes they have uh outsized influence, but it's not just the extremists if the issue were extremists, I don't think there'd be any need for pullback. I think everyone understands that. All communities have their extremists, and sometimes those extremists have uh, outsized influence. The uh, The issue here is that it's not just extremists, that what might have been considered extreme 20 years ago has become routine and mainstream. Even that would not necessarily be grounds for any major uh, shakeup if it weren't for the fact that we're we're seeing the casualties. We're seeing... Teenage girls in the the best of of homes and the best of schools acting out and saying that, you know, this stuff just can't be real. Uh, Mocking ideas of tzinius because they recognize or they think that they understand that uh, detailing what color socks you can wear just can't be part uh, of the Ratzon Hashem, at least not the way things have been explained to them. Uh we see lots of people graduating. Again, I have no numbers, and we don't invest in research in our community. So everything is anecdotal, but there's so much anecdotal evidence of it. uh, That um that young women uh in the in the best of circles are are saying that this just can't be true. And and uh it's it's causing mockery of Torah uh when SNEAS is taught. As as a detailed list of body parts and their extensions, uh, that uh, when they can be displayed and when they cannot, and how many layers have to have to obscure them, and the real sneus, which 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 women have, we've always a- assigned them the task of being the the bearers of that nida into the next generation, real Sneas, which. As one of the women on the panel actually pointed out, Sunnius is all about internality. One of the, one of the uh, panelists, a very, very, very talented young woman, the name of Yael Galerta, said she once uh, asked students to uh, play a word association game and to uh, come up with all the uh, translations and associated words with Sunnius. And all of them had to do with internal things, with premise And then she said, isn't it ironic that all of these things that are, that are part of the constellation of values that we call see that apply to both men and women, uh, when it comes down to women, become entirely externalities. So something which is by its nature internal, we now judge, not just to a large extent, but chiefly. On the basis of, of, of external measures and using rulers to see how
0: many inches below your knee your, uh, your 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 skirt is. It seemed like you know one of the things that was brought out in you, again I call it a symposium, perhaps as you say it was just a panel discussion. Again, I tried to perhaps give it more. I tried to gild the lily more than it was necessary, but I would say that one of the things that was brought out in the panel discussion was that sometimes the there's like a yin and a yang there's a uh the fact that there's so much um externality and there's so much out there in terms of people uh, reviewing themselves uh whether you know and, and social media has generated even a larger pushback from the from moistus in terms of how they want to govern and uh, dictate. Uh, to the girls that are in their schools or the part of their community, and, and perfectly
1: I'm... understandable. That's what that's the way we've always worked, and it's and it's perfectly valid. But as as the book discusses, and there are many topics that the book delves into. One of them is that whenever you come up with with measures that are are meant to go beyond what the actual letter of the law is, you have to be careful of a couple of things. One is that you have to make sure that you're not pushing the street too far because then there is pushback from the eight Sahara itself. B, you have to make sure that all kinds of halachos ben Adam are not written roughshod over. In other words, when things are taught as this is the Homer hadin, this is what Abbas Yisrael is, this is how you grow in your avodas Hashem because monitoring your tznius is to women what lima Torah is to men. When you, when you use lines like that, then there's an, incre- an increase in judgmentalism. There is a dousing of the creative spirit that exists in all of us, or at least should. That's part of our part of the way the Repan Hashem created us and it creates great tension and animosity between communities so that's something that that the book goes into and then my my dear friend and colleague mr shai kolinsky pointed out that uh, the maharal is explicit in saying that in the area of khumra Humrah is a good thing for some people maybe for many people but the source of it is not din the source of khumra of wanting to take on khumra's has to be Ahava, not Yira. And that's not, that's not the way people in our community are experiencing
0: it. Well, especially when, you know, the Gidrei Atsnios are usually instituted and inculcated at a young age where you can, it's hard to feel that a 10-year-old or 11-year-old is shy to really uh, what we, you know, emissahava. Of their bonus show. Of course, they, they know what year is because they're scared of their parents and scared of the administrators in school. I'm not, sure. ju- I'm not justifying it, but I think part of the reason is just like it is, as we've talked on this forum about growing up and learning in mean, Lima we are sometimes stuck in the way things were presented to us. I, I, I'm not saying I'm a fan of the way it's being presented to the 10, the 9, 10, and 11 year olds or the prepubescent or Ones that are just reaching puberty, but once it's already in, uh, you know, described and demanded in such a way, it's sometimes hard to get out of that mindset.
1: Sure one of, one of the questions that came up to the panel after uh, after we finished the uh, the official rounds, and and I'm, I'm insisting on calling it a panel rather than a symposium because in a symposium you're really trying to communicate new information. Uh, I, I've been on a number of panels we've discussed some of the hot issues of the day, and uh, especially in the old days of cloud, um, of cloud perspectives. And uh, one of the things that I learned, which was a shock, was that people weren't even interested in hearing solutions, hearing solutions to their problems. They wanted the problem validated. They wanted the concern validated. They wanted yeah. to know that they weren't the only same
0: people on the face of the earth. So I think that's what the panel... Okay, now that you, you pushed me but to the wall... But one of the questions that yeah, came yeah, up... Yeah. Let was... me just say that part of it, before you continue here, since, okay, you want to make a point of this, yes, it was not really a symposium, it was not like a TED Talk. In fact, one of the things I mentioned to you off pod yesterday was that in great measure, although there was a lot of talk about things, the the the... Experts, or so to speak, or the people that were up there, many times didn't answer the questions that were being presented to them. They talked around it, and 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 even when you were asking for a specific answer, it was like, "Well, this is a difficult point," and you know they went into some, you know, some uh, some related idea. So I, yeah, I agree with you. It was it was it, 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 it's almost like let's at least validate the fact that we have a problem and let's talk let, let's use some positive messaging so we can now solve it as opposed to giving definitive answers and i think you and the other three people they were obviously all bright people who had thought about it but you know it's not like if a, a verbatim transcript of that program would have necessarily provided clear answers for all these questions
1: correct uh, but yeah. if you would have been in the room and you can't get this if you watch the uh the panel which all of your listeners can i hope you'll share the
0: the uh, li- so so let me tell you the link i will we'll share it but if you go to youtube and if you are a user of youtube in a constant way you will be as i was interrupted by about seven or eight very non sneas commercials from YouTube, and it wasn't necessarily you know non sneas in the way that they dealt with products on, from everything. So it was it was disconcerting to to in the middle of you know a, a, a great Passuk throw and a teacher talking about something, and all of a sudden you know I was hearing you know an ad for. Products that you wouldn't even, in, when in my days, never even had commercial, you couldn't even mention them in a the commercial. You know what I'm saying? Everybody knew what um, Preparation H was, but nobody was going to tell you. <laughs> no one was going to tell you exactly what it was. Preparation H, you got it. Don't worry about it. He, it's, commercials have become so graphic, and it was sort of the opposite. Of of the pro, so all anybody who wants to uh, uh listen to this should listen to it a- a- and on SoundCloud rather than go to the YouTube link, unless you have a YouTube uh type of subscription that there are no ads which you can pay for.
1: But one of the one of the questions that came to the panel was is there any way to to undo years of improper chinach about uh about about sinews? And her answer essentially was no, yeah. <laughs> Not really. But again, you, you, you had you been in the room and you would have seen the faces, the body language of the people. It was an extraordinary crowd, by the way, 150 people. Uh, I was prepared to, for a crowd of 15, 20. And that's usually we showed up for an event during the week. 150 people. And I, I cut it short after an hour and a quarter and uh, it was the right thing to do, but we could have gone for easily for another hour and a half and everybody would have stayed. Um, so I, I think that even though no answers were provided, the fact that people left with a validation of some of their beliefs about Cineos, uh was, was a big boost to people. At the same time, nobody listening to this program should get the wrong impression. The book, the book does not advocate that people should start reconsidering uh, behavior. In lots of cases, what it does is is ask you to differentiate between laws of erva, and there are a few, but most of the rules of of uh, uh, or many of the rules or practices of uh, of, of tsnius uh, do not grow out of necessarily the relationship between men and and women. They have more that's one of the theses of the book of dignity, of comporting oneself in a refined manner, giving the person dignity in his or her station in life, uh, uh, age-appropriate, place-appropriate, et cetera. But he makes the point that there are lots of rules that we have to follow, and not because the rules of serious, but for two other reasons, both of which are important. One is that institutions have the right to make rules. They shouldn't call them Rules because this is how a new basis comports itself. No, they're rules because the stu- because the school trying to be mechanic kids on, on, on an even platform has to make certain rules. So they do. If you wanna be in the school, you agree to abide by those by those rules. In certain places, if you wanna be in a community, you have to abide by certain rules. Just understand that they, that they are not necessarily an outgrowth of what we would call the essential satsuniyas. Additionally, and this is a major point in the book, there is something called Das Yehudas. It does not flow directly out of requirements, halachic requirements, but they're nonetheless obligatory. Das This is the hanhaga that b'nosed Yisrael, uh, on their on their own, not legislated by rabbis, that he's very clear about. But the the hanhaga of women, the way women carry themselves, dress themselves, what they do, what they don't do, uh, in in a community, can then become binding on members of those communities. How you define a community is today when there when there seem to be very few of them outside of Palm Tree in Rockland County.
0: Uh, that's or Washington the- Heights, uh, the, which is still holding on there, the uh, the 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 Yeckisha community in Washington Heights, um, and I have to probably wave the flag a little bit for Rav Heights here and Elizabeth, uh, who are trying to you know talk about uh, a, a certain homogeneous sense of where the community is. Yeah, okay, but that's that, that's really like I said, I told you off pod, is part of a bigger Halocha question about Minhogah Yisrael as well. When the Nigdawi Israel and Rabonim thought about the hodgepodge of uh, communities in the Lower East Side, and people had to realize, well, what Minhugam are we following? Does Minagamakam really is, is it really relevant anymore? Is there a minig America now? Is does everything get subsumed by the people who were here first? The people who are coming with with their monies from Europe, who are starting a shul someplace, and they have minhagim from the, there, um, or people who have taken over a shul <laughs> because the shul was basically because the German Jews who started the shul left, and even though there was def- the, the rules were still there in the books, but these were Eastern European Jews who had a different type of minhagim. So the rabbanim really dealt with this issue of where you have in one square block in Manhattan, you have. 14 different communities and therefore a kid who gets a kid who's raised on the stoops and on the streets. What is his mina? And is well, there. Why did you just
1: come out and say it for above The consensus is that there really is no such thing.
0: Right. Right. And
1: animal and in, in, in our, in our circles.
0: And, and that's really happened in your as well. This is what, this is why. Absolutely. When, when German Jews came there to Israel, um, they, they, very stolidly asked the Shilas to their, to their Rabbonim and said, well, they're telling me about what, what we should be machmer on and what we should do. And the Rabbonim said that when you have this type of Kibbutz Goliath situation, um, you know, although Chacham Avadia has other things to say about this, uh-huh. as you know, he feels that there should be actually a subsuming of all those old minagim, and they should all be basically, you know, as for his case, he feels all those Moroccans and other people from the, and, and Iraqis and and Mitzrim and others and Afghanistanians who came from everywhere they should now have to Israel based on the Pesachim of the Beis Yosef. We know that uh, by Achenu, you know, the Ashkenazim. Um everybody keeps with the minog of 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 you know of of their kehila, but as you know, that kahila morphs and changes. And as you say, Das yehudis, uh, and I say dos and not das because I think that's the right way to say it, although you know, again, I'll I'll, I'll bow, you've been a, a thing as well. Das seim ihm as Haman said, Das yehudis. Um, and the Das is really. It's uh, it's it's it, it, it's it's bonds of hanhuga that are more than just, you know, the customs that people have in a library of being quiet, but it's really something which somehow uh, becomes this is the way we walk, this is the way we dress, this is the way we comport ourselves, and, and which, which
1: gets to be doubly confusing when you have one daughter who goes to a school of one particular orientation. And another daughter who goes to a slightly different orientation, and then a s- three sons who go—they're all over the place. What exactly is the mimic of your family, right? So you say that well, sure, when they're in school, they've got to follow the rules of the school. But now, when you're on vacation and on a family vacation, do you try to follow all of the above at the same time? Hey, that's not where our family is. We have our—we have our own identification.
0: I think the problem, especially in Eretz Yisrael, and and, and a number of schools here, but not as many, where the parents have to sign a contract about their Hanogas, about what they have in their house, what sort of devices they have, what sort of phones they use, and what sort of – how they comport themselves and the type of dress they have. And this is Uh, is actually something
1: I brought up myself at the
0: Yes, you did. About uh, and you said that many people lie through their teeth because they want they and they sign Besheke because they need to get their kids into that school.
1: I know someone who accosted a principal and said, "How can you ask us to sign this? Your own teachers don't don't live by these rules." And he said, "Yeah, I, but everybody knows that. But I have to do it. I have to get all the parents to sign on this so I can keep out spartan."
0: No, I, terrible. So in other words, it's like every, it's like not it's like nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Everybody knows that it's really just a way to uh um to to keep people out. That's terrible. That's terrible. One of the things that uh one of the questions that was raised that I thought um brought out a very interesting phraseology. I don't know who which one of the panelists said it, uh, but there was uh, a woman who was a uh chuva who talked about um who talked about wanting her children to live in a different way than she did? That, as someone who was not from from birth, she did not feel that she could ever ascend or adopt or absorb completely. But she f- wanted her children to be raised just like all the other FFBs, so to speak. And, and 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 she was happy with this. She wanted that to happen. And but but again, we talk about modeling the behavior. At home, you know the 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 type of Tsnius attitude that because of her past and where she's coming from, she didn't believe she could inculcate that within herself, but she wanted her children to have that. The
1: attitude of this woman, which was very very genuine and maybe worked for her, is something very very dangerous for the Baluchifa community as a whole. The feeling that well, what the behavior that I see around me is on a much higher level, which I can't aspire to. Who the heck? <laughs> And it's a higher level. It's different. It may not be higher. In some cases, it's lower. And, and one of the worst things you can do to yourself is to, is to not acknowledge the talents, the potentials, the way you look at life, the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu has you from the time you were born, and to think that you have to spend the rest of your life how-towing to other people because they have the real wisdom, and you don't. Now, in certain cases, in to a large, to, to in many areas, of course, you don't give missing factual evidence, factual, uh, factual arguments. But in other cases, the reactions that you have should not be obliterated at the at at the, at, at the time that you decide that you're going to become frum and join uh, the from community.
0: Yeah, I think it was more what you. And again, there's it's obviously a little bit of a different dynamic with boys and girls, but a lot of times you see um, kids coming from a modern Orthodox or from parents that where Chuba came from, that the kids then, you know, move, the boys move to the right, the boys are wearing black and white, and the parents are dressed in colored outfits. And perhaps, you know, they'll they'll come to Davening on Sunday with a with a you know with a t shirt with a logo, and their kids in tow are coming in with white shirts and black hats. You, I think you see that phenomenon all the time. We saw it. You see it all. That you saw it all the time in Los Angeles, I'm sure. And I see it, of course, in my community. And I think that's sort of similar to that. I uh, this woman is saying I can't dress exactly that way. But I, I want my kids to go to that school and it's all right with me uh, for them to, to actually to be more mocked on their how their hair should be covered, to be more mocked on always wearing stockings as opposed to sometimes, you know, without stockings and sandals. So I think that that, that is a phenomena and, and I, I can understand it. What it does, though, it means that the kid the child has to deal with this sort of double truth, whereas they have to respect and love their parents. On the other hand, they sort of become, uh, in a way, dismissive and saying, well, you know, just like the parents want them to be almost. And that is something which is, uh, I think, a phenomenon that occurs in Eretz Yisrael as well. There was something else also, uh, another uh, point that I remember. Uh, someone had said that when they moved from Chutzlar to Eretz Yisrael, and of course, people who move, as you know, Rabbi Yitzhak, being someone who did that, you move out of great cash. passion. L'shem shamayam. You're doing it because it, 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 you could make more cash someplace else. You're doing it because this is fulfillment of the dream. You finally want to walk the walk after you've been talking the talk. You want to spend your golden years, whatever it is that moves you there, the Ein there, whatever it is. And people said about how when they came, when they came there to Zisro, they felt steamrolled, steamrolled, by the demands and they, they they were almost paralyzed by by the issues of tsnius that were that were attacking them and their family. Absolutely and that's
1: why there are
0: people now putting a lot of kolkos into
1: developing tools, resources, even a separate identity for Anglo Kharidan. Uh, maybe I shouldn't even use the term Anglo and It means Anglo pnei Torah, but they call themselves Karedim or part of the right wing of the Modern Orthodox world. Part of the reason why people were steamrolled is steamroller is because they had no other place to go. They knew they didn't want to be go to Tel Aviv. Uh, they want to live in a firm community. So this is what this is what you have to do. Um, but then, then then they start questioning their own identity, their own values, they lose themselves entirely, which is a terrible tragedy. But we are we are pushing back at that. The, the reason why that happened for, for decades is because you didn't have a critical mass of people who would say, you know, it's great. I love dominating the show, I love sending my kids to schools like this, but I'm not I'm not changing the attitudes, the Hanhaga that I got from my rebellion. Back in the back in the states or back in the, or back in the UK, I'm not I'm not changing my whole Mahalachan life, which uh, I, I spent enough time understanding that it has real validity as well. And by by bringing those people together and and uh, giving them a collective voice, which we're trying to do, I'm part of a, an effort called Kehila, which is doing that here in in Israel. We hope that uh, to make it a little easier for the next generation and maybe even to make Aliyah uh, more of a prospect for people,
0: even in the uh, immediate future. Right. Of course, this is really a, a bigger issue than just Sneas. I mean, I, we tonight sure. we we wanted to zero in on that. But again, I think especially a, a, a person, not about you, but a person who was an omelet of his community and did the most noble thing possible. We've left, Parnos and other things behind, and then discovers when they come to Eretz Yisroh, that they are considered, what are you, some sort of pushtak? What's wrong with you? You What are you? You're a paroch? How can you dress like that? How can you be with that? And I, friends of mine who have been in that situation have told me that they are able, because they live the life of the mind, to say, no, no, okay, I have to dress like this now. It's all right. You know what? It's a small price to pay for the for the spiritual benefits. You're right. This is not the way I dressed when I was in Chutzloritz. I don't believe there's anything holy about it. But what could I do? I don't want to fight City Hall. I don't want to fight the system. So I dress like this and my kids have to dress like this and my wife has to dress like this even though... If you meet that person in their house and you and they and you and you get them speaking, you realize that they are the same broad-minded person they were. But they, it's, it's sort of like they have to play the game, and otherwise they open themselves up to too much. Right? You know, it's like when I moved here to Elizabeth, I realized. I better get someone to do my lawn service. And that's it. Just like everybody else. I'm not going to go out there and try to do my best to cut the lawn because it's never going to look good enough for the neighbors. Okay. I'm willing to pay whatever that is. And 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 I think that's sort of the same attitude, but it doesn't mean I'm I'm, I'm it doesn't mean I'm I've become somehow, you know, uh, a, a fuss budget homeowner. There was another thing, Rebutsk, about the uh that was thing that you mentioned a couple of minutes ago. We talked about dos yehudas. And I think one of the things that was said by one of the speakers was that dos yehudas is different for every community, and you have to know which community you belong to. Now, we were talking a couple of minutes ago that there's sometimes you have a family that that can't say they belong to any one community, right? Because as you said, the mom, the dad, the kids, the brothers, the sisters. Um, and I would make the I would say even further, and I think COVID did this. I think COVID really just revealed what was already becoming true, that as much as we like our shoals and we enjoy, you know, sometimes the people next to us that we're diving next to in the neighborhood. I think what COVID showed, and especially even what we're doing now, uh, you know, conversing over thousands of miles instantaneously, has really altered this whole idea of what community we belong to. You know, in many ways, my community is Yitzhak Adler's day more than it is my neighbor from Elizabeth across the street. I'm not saying that I should be that way for you. But I'm saying my point is, is that, you know, we, we live so much, not so much because of our devices, but because, let me say it better, technology has allowed us to create bubbles of interconnectivity with the people we enjoy, the people we feel part of, and in many ways, we could yes. I happen to live in Ramat Chemish. and I happen to live there. But the people I talk to, my harusas are, are are on the phone with somebody else. So it's not really my community, even though I happen to my geographic place is there, and even though I have I I, I go to a shul which happens to have a rov on my speed dial on my phone. It's not that rub from the shul; it's somebody else. So it's just been micro. We don't have the communities. And therefore, it, it, that answer that you heard, that I heard at the panel discussion about what to do is sort of a weird. It, I don't know if that answer helps because I think there's people out there who technically don't really, they're not really part of a community. Yeah, the, the idea of
1: virtual community was around before COVID, but certainly COVID put it right on the map. And it has to be one of the reasons why the the fierce resistance to the internet and in some more traditional communities. It's, it's not the pornography. It's not the, not other things. It's the idea that you have other places to go.
0: I can't tell you how many people tell me they say Rabbi Kivelovich I'd be at your Dafyomi in a second but you know there's this sheer that I listen to there's this sheer that I go to I just can't get enough of Stefanski, whatever it is right so we all know that that's a reality even though I'm the she'er in my neighborhood you know the, the people who are part of the learning group aren't aren't really there and uh, I I think the same thing is true in terms of Psak and even even about who my community is so here we have this girl or this or this uh this person's wife now you're telling her this goes against the dust yehudas of of our community i'm am i part of your community how am i part of your community when did i sign up for this when was it that i that i become became your community and I think that that's and, really, and
1: yet we somehow have to. Uh, I'm I'm still not quite sure, and not ready to concede. I've had the conversation with the author whether there's actually a chiyav to pick such a community, or that you have greater latitude than that. Um, and that still has to be that still has to be resolved, and there is going to be lots of halachic discussion uh, in coming in coming months. Uh, the the clouds are already gathering. For there to be serious uh, discussion. But, everyone, the important thing is that is one thing for yourself, and you were an adult and you have that discernment. What about your teenage daughters? Sure. They, they don't have those options. They want to know where they belong. And is this really what I mean? If this is where I belong, does this stuff make any sense? Is this Yiddish guy? The questions are there. People are asking them. And parents came over both before and after and said, that they don't know what's going on. They had no problem with their first kids in obeying school rules. And now they're encountering fierce resistance in the in in, in the last ones. That there's a new mood of questioning that has overcome parts of the community.
0: I want to end with two points here, Rebutzlok. The first one was something I think you brought up, and I don't know if you were reading a question or you were just, you know, mouthing your own point as if it was a question, it had to do with the fact that SNEAS Hanhogis and how we teach SNEAS is bound up with the types of terrible stories that are coming out and continue to come out about predatory behavior that uh happens from uh teachers and and other educators and people and and maybe even husbands and 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 against girls who because the way they were trained and taught they were ignorant about aspects of sexuality that they was then used against them and uh turned into a a, a shameful secret and uh, they had to and they became abused and and this was something that you brought up and um one of the panelists i think it was Mrs. Goenther herself said that it's very crucial to start explaining to young children at a very early age about the idea of privacy, the idea of, 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 their, of what their body means, and, and not to be afraid at bath time and other times to, to zero in on the beauty and the, the greatness of what God has given us. In, in our bodies to allow it to function, the ma- the magistry and miracles of how the body works, but the other, but at the same time, to enforce within them how beautiful and special these things are, and to not allow any sort of uh, abuse to happen. I don't know if if she gave the exact recipe for it, but I think this was something that I had never heard that 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 one of when we. Take a look at who are, who is guilty, besides the actual uh, sex offenders. In a way, I got this was a, a novel idea that maybe some of the guilt needs to be shared by the educational system that did not ready them for the, for the understanding of the importance of their bodies. And and, the, and Baruch Hashem,
1: we now have resources. And they are spreading through the community. A lot of the resistance has has come down, I think, especially since Chaim Walter. Uh, And you you have you have books, uh, you know, the great materials that are produced by Debbie Fox from Los Angeles, uh, Yanki Harowitz's uh, material, which he has now shepherded through to Yiddish uh, editions and got them into major Hasidas. Uh, these are going to be important steps, and. At least protecting, affording our kids more protection than they've gotten, uh, so far. And that's a, that's a step forward. I'm not sure whether people are ready yet to make the jump that since you use the word, I'm not uncomfortable using it, but I'm a guest on the show, but, uh, making the jump between privacy and, and, uh, fending off, uh, abuse and, the positive notions of sexuality.
0: And therefore, sneas discussions need to be tethered. This is what I was hearing, need to be tethered with those type of discussions too, when they talked about the proper chasson classes, the proper kala classes, was all part, which is recognizing, as opposed to, you know, this is something we don't talk about and we don't want to even mention, but actually being frank and forward about what needs to be said. And trusting our kids that they can handle it. You know, one of the beautiful things that the Girl Lanter said, and I mentioned this to you yesterday off pod, she said that we have to believe in ourselves because God and and, and the soul that we have and the beauty of that soul, and we have to nurture that. Because God believes in us, as she said, <laughs> Rabbi Amunasecha. what we say even before we wash our hands, for Yadayim is that, God, you gave me life again. I must be special. You must believe in me. Your Emuna in me must be great. And therefore, mm-hmm. even before you've done any mitzvah, you need to know about how significant and important your soul is and that God trusts you. God believes that you, he gives you the places and the ability to move forward. Last question. Um, I don't have the book, and, and perhaps I will obtain it. Um, perhaps Rabbi Manning will come to come on our program. We'll talk to him about it. But I, I find it interesting that you have a uh, the first part. You say of twenty six essays from twenty six different thinkers. Doesn't that give you a sort of? Um, are people confused when they see a mul- multiplicity of Ashkafas on things? I mean, I like that in my. My, 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 you know, my Fetschrifts, you know, you have shrifts of Rav Salvechik, and you might have, you know, you might have Lawrence Kaplan write something, and then you also might have Rav Abba Braunschweig write something there, you know, in the, in the safety card. And it's interesting to see how Rav Salvechik was so many different things for so many different people. But You're telling me there's 26 authors. It wasn't repetitive, right? They and 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 I would assume some of them had a difference or different than the others. Does that is that confusing in the book, or does that enrich the book? I'm
1: not so sure. I I I don't believe that they wound up going to different places so much as giving different insights into why Mm -hmm. it's important, why Snyas is valuable, why Snyas maybe has been taught in a way that. for some people it was a miserable failure um, but but everyone was totally supportive of the idea that twenty six different people, including some you know real stars uh, even outside of the certainly outside the coverage world uh, participated and all had had things to say they were all boosting the
0: idea uh, it
1: was, uh, is, is is very is very significant
0: i I wonder if um... You talk about outside the Haredi world. I mean, the last book I think that that seemed to uh, get this, this sort of fanfare was on this subject was from Herzl Hankins, the Honor of book, Understanding Tznius, which my kids read and came away with uh, interesting perspectives. Do you, I didn't read what Rabbi Manning wrote or any of Rav Hankins'. Uh, yes. A,
1: he is, he is quoted several times in the book. Um, not, not that I read it from cover to cover, but I did check that one out by looking at the index. Uh, so he is. There are, uh, a, a, there's a great deal of overlap between the basic thrust of the book, the idea that many of the, I, many of the practices behind Das Yehudis did not come from the Arab so much as the idea of dignity, which I understand is uh, one of, of his foundations as well. He's
0: relied upon in, in, in the modern Orthodox world, uh, various coolest in terms of the amount of hair. One is right. allowed to show um, right. singing. He
1: took strong issue with that. He took even stronger issue with the practice in parts of the Dati Lumi community. Of women covering their hair by just putting a band on top of their head, and even a, not a kerchief, just a band across the top of the
0: head, said that there's there's just no uh, there's no big. I mean, R- R- Rafenkin was a dogged researcher, but I think the problem that, and again, I've spoken about him when he was nifter, and I, um, I sent his wife is of course at Sadikas, as he was at Sadik too, having to deal with you know, not only a debilitating illness towards the end of his life, but of course, the tragic, terrible death of his son, Eitam. But I think one thing about Rabbi Yuday Ertzelenken was uh, that in many ways he considered himself like his grandfather's um, next in line. And the same way Rav Henkin, uh sort of, I'm poskening this way. Yeah, okay, Ramosha, who cares? Because you know, I mean, Ramosha was just a young person compared to him. And other paiskim his grandson, although he's a very modest person, unfortunately really, you know, published his his and published his psalkim, and didn't necessarily take Bishel Eitzah by Rushlmazalman, Zalman, Shal Eitzah by Rebel Yoshiv, being Eitzah by other Bronsdorfer and other Gadelius Yisrael that he had access to, that he could have really spoken to. Instead, he just wrote his safer, and, and 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 dealt with his research. And, and it's true, although people did ask him questions. These are as much as that it's not just right, being matir a couple of inches and telling women that they don't have to be worried about this or don't have to worry about what their are lagging materials or don't have to worry about how they're covering their hair. Um, it's one thing if you're possibly that way, you know, in your backyard uh, to the neighbor. It's another thing when you're publishing svarim that everybody has their hands on. And I think because of that, there was almost a, a pushback against him yeah, I'm not
1: I'm not gonna second guess him, especially when he's when he's not around to defend himself. Uh, I've I've seen some of those uh some some of those suck him and I have some difficulty with them as as well. But he was a player. He had every right to voice his opinion. In the end, the question isn't whether it was a smart decision to, to put it public or not. If he hadn't put it in Svarim and wound up dying tragically young. The ideas wouldn't be out there, and now they are out there. And the only thing that matters is for us to really get to look no,
0: at the... No, you're right. And we and we are able to objectively look at his, his sheetas and the books and the psockum that he wrote. I, I What I'm just worried about is, will reclaiming dignity move beyond the basic... From yeshiva charedi type Velt, and will it move into the uh, the dati lumi community? Will they also be reading this, or will they say, "Look, this this is already because maybe accepting some of what Rabbi Manning has written from his rebbe, my who I worked in yeshiva with, of course, Rabbi Berkowitz, a shuita, um, That's gonna that's gonna that's gonna rankle some feathers there because many of these communities are are building. Their numbers they aren't like your Anglo idea, but I've seen them when I was in my trip there at Israel. and again most most of the 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 men the women, and the children are using Rob Hankin's type of coolness, and that's what's one of the things that's drawing as a magnet towards that that community
1: well, I think one of the cleverest things that Rabbi Manning did was obtaining three Haskamas. There uh, the more Mahaskamas, but three he put on the back cover. They are Revaran Lapiansky, who is uh, a friend, though I stand in awe of, and certainly has all the right bona fides in the Haredi world. Reversal Shechter, at least for the right wing modern Orthodox, the, uh, their posse of last resort, final resort. And Rav Yosef Sri Rimon. Mm-hmm who is a very, very uh, respected figure in the Dati Lumi world, and not somebody to mutter things flippantly. So just the convergence of these three names on the, black, on the back cover spell out the possibility of the book uh, starting, a, starting a necessary conversation. And if that conversation happens tomorrow, it happens six months down the line, there'll be pushback along the way. In the meantime, when people read things about, about every issue they've had with rules of CES, they felt this cannot be what the show really wants of us. They will get that validation, and it's worthwhile for that.
0: All right. Well, I hope that uh, our program on principle uh, and our platform will also help get the word out. We'll, we'll, we'll get Rabbi Manning's uh, safer uh, and the essays more well-known uh we'll put a link in on our, our our program uh to i assume it's available through amazon and other buying it booksellers. sellers and I'll try to put a link in there for that talk HaShem, we hope we'll we'll catch you hopefully uh soon and uh uh-huh. as i say uh you know you can you 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 can always come and moderate any program uh that i'm on i i i i give you permission to walk in walk in and moderate Oh, you will.
1: I have to enroll my own podcast pretty soon, so you'll hopefully be a guest on my program. Okay.
0: All right. I'll, I'll, I'll I'll remember how, I'll remember how to act. (laughs) Okay. Take care. Bye bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.